Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's Charity Stripe. It's free throws because they're free. Fisher, Disciples, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Another mock draft. That's how we start our weeks off coming to you guys. We have a special guest, soon to be a new father. He's a Believe host, a fellow Believe host. So first off, congratulations to you and your future family. Uh, fellow Believe host, Patrick Chiotti, joining us of the Let's Ride podcast. He does, it. He's, he does it with Chris Harris Jr., another friend of the show. It's an excellent listen. Patrick, welcome. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. You know, it's mock draft season, baby. Combine week. It, it's time. I'm I'm super excited for this because it we get to see all the hot takes. We get to see all the the great picks uh, in this first round. It's going to be amazing. Draft season is always the best time of the year. Uh, it's like Christmas every single day. And the great thing about mock drafts is you get to do as many as you want, and it doesn't even matter in the end. Yep. So. Because it'll great never time. ever go exactly <laughs> as you mock it. It's impossible. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a chance at picking a perfect first round or, or a perfect to say. March Madness draft or a per- perfect March Madness bracket. Dude, I I think the the probability is probably March Madness bracket at this point. I mean, how many have we had of those in the last like ten years, and how many perfect first round mocks are there? I I, I think the the likelihood of a perfect bracket is probably higher at this point. Yeah. It's because of the trades. Like you can't account for the trades. Like there's yeah, tra- right. there's so many there's so many variables of players and there's so many variables of trades that it's almost yeah. endless at a certain point. Whereas like it you could like conceivably if you could you could get hot in March Madness and at least get your way to the Sweet Sixteen and see what happens. Like yeah. there's I think there's no way you're getting through the first twenty picks in a mock draft. Correct. No, I think what we just proved there is that none of us were math majors clearly in college because we'd probably <laughs> we'd probably know the answer really quickly like something tells me that the amount of games that there are in college basketball makes the point somewhat null right because probability has to yeah. do with as many chances right so i don't know yeah, i don't but, know but, but the, also, but the like, trade the trade aspect is you can't quantify that well the trade can't. aspect yeah. but also how many people are in the draft as well you only have right. 64 teams opposed to having hundreds of players in the draft oh there's multiple some. variables you yeah. got to pick 32. Like, yep. that's tough. Like, there could have been someone that... First? Exactly. There could have been someone that had a perfect mock draft, and then Bill Belichick came in a couple years ago and go, all right, hold my beer. Here's Cole Strange. <laughs> like, it, you're, you're, just like, you're just like, all right, like, well, there it goes. Like, they, there's Busted. nothing you could account for. Yeah, last year, ridiculous. Jameer Gibbs trade, trade up, trade back. It's all over the place. Um, all right, so for those listening for the first time, here's how we do it on uh, those returning. This is, you know, how we do it. So just use a friendly reminder of the rules. We'll go in a snake order. Nick will start us off, followed by Toss, followed by our guest, 
Mr. Kiati. Uh, he'll be picking third so he can get to his Denver Broncos that he covers, 12th overall. I'll go fourth. Um, and then we'll rotate like that. It's on PFF Mock Draft Simulator. We can do trades. Uh, you don't have to negotiate with the other person picking in that slot. If you're picking and you want to make a trade, we all have to deal with it, and then we'll deal with the repercussions afterwards based on what we're picking. Anything can happen. Roll the dice. If anybody, if it's too hot for somebody, call it out and say, Pat, we'll kick to you uh, at certain points other than the Broncos, maybe in the AFC West team, like the Raiders, uh, the Chefs, and the Chadges. Um, all right, uh, Toss, I love this little layout you made, but I'm going to brush it to the side if that's okay with you. I'm going to start to – Remove this and then share my screen once more for those viewing on YouTube. There we go, lads. Okay, Nikki Snacks, you're up first in the mock draft simulator. Let me move, zoom it in a little more. Sweet. Yeah, I, I wonder what the Bears do here. Um, <laughs> Caleb, clearly Caleb. And then whoever wants Is Justin Fields. Can have Justin Fields. Is there a team you want to move Justin Fields to to influence the draft? No, if there's a team that wants to trade for Justin Fields, they can. Okay. So you're putting the onus onto somebody else. Yep. Mm. Cool. All right, Toss. I don't think it's going to influence the first round. <laughs> right? It could. It could. I mean, if somebody – Fields is going for a first? I don't think no. so. He's not going not for a chance. first, but if somebody – if somebody like let's say the Raiders trade for him, that they're not going to draft the QB. In that sense, that's true. That's true. Sure. That's how it went. Sure. Um, all right, Toss, you're up too with the Manders. Uh, yeah. So I at least know that I'm not trading for Justin Fields at the number two spot. So we can continue on with the draft at, at this point. Um, you know, I, I'm enticed with the the two quarterbacks that are on the board here. I've seen in a, a lot of mocks in the last couple of days, a lot of Jaden Daniels hype at that number two spot overall. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay pat with it. <laughs> That's my. Oh, there we go. Dropping it early. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'll take Drake May, quarterback out of North Carolina for the Washington Commanders. I dig that noise. Pat, you're up. Pats, my pats at number three. <clears throat> oh boy. Okay. Uh, lots of lots to think about here, honestly, because I've seen so much about New England trading down. Uh, I've seen them taking a quarterback. Um, I've seen all of the what ifs that can happen. Justin Fields trade, maybe. Um, but for the sake of this draft, uh, we're going to clear out the smoke and they're going to take Jaden Daniels third overall. Um, you know, it, it's a hot take, man. It's a, it's a really hot take. Will they, won't they, maybe they trade down. Minnesota's looking for a quarterback, but man, it Mac Jones is probably not the answer there. And so get a guy who's fresh, new coaching staff, bring him in, use his athleticism and then surround him with more talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think nice. I think it's Love clear it. to say that Mac Jones is definitely not the answer. Yeah, God, not the guy. Bailey Zappi, thanks for playing. I think getting with the going with the reigning Heisman winner, uh, who who's almost a do it all quarterback. I think a lot, I'm with you, Toss. I'm seeing a lot of mocks and I'm seeing a lot of hype with him at number two. So if you're a Patriots fan, you can't be disappointed with seeing Jaden Daniels out of LSU at three. Had he not had Patrick knock on with Jaden Daniels and gone with Marvin Harrison Jr., which is another viable option. We're also seeing the smoke of Malik Neighbors jumping Marvin Harrison Jr., which would be pretty crazy. I would then move 
Uh, Monty Austin Fort, the GM of the Cardinals, loves moving around. We saw it last year, a pretty famous uh, video of him shaking around the draft from that three spot. I would have probably moved from the number four back with the Falcons, who would have moved out to get Jaden Daniels. That's not the case. I'm sitting here at four. Can't pass up on Larry Fitzgerald Jr. for them. Marvin Harrison Jr. going to the cards. Not necessarily in how they play, but like the same vibe. Top five selection of a wide receiver for the cards. Uh, Nikki Snacks, we'll go to you. We'll give you the Chargers. They're your team. Getting on the phone here. Um, Uh-oh. Trade with Tennessee. Nice. Five for seven. Ooh. So whoever has Tennessee, make your pick. I think uh, that's uh, that's Pat. Oh, man. Okay. We're, tr- we're trading up for this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take uh, – we're going to go ahead and take Joe Alt. Um, out of Notre Dame, I think uh, it, there's a lot of lot of holes on the Tennessee team. Derrick Henry's gone; they're clearly restarting. Uh, you can't miss with a, a left tackle that's going to be your left tackle for like the next ten years. So get Joe Alt. You've got Alt. You've got Skaronski on the left side. Fix it from there. But you got to start with the O line, man. So mm-hmm. Alt's Alt's got to nice. be the guy. That's not Love how I envisioned it. it was going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Nick thought, Nick, like, yeah, you, you, you thought I was going to go get Bowers. Now you're, you can still, well, at seven, you no. have your Chargers there. No, no, not Bowers. Who do you think he was going to take with the Titans neighbors? Pick? I, thought, I thought he would take like neighbors because I feel like, I feel like Tennessee, I feel like teams are looking to jump in there where the Chargers and the Giants could have taken like neighbors because you're saying that there's rumblings that he could jump Marvin Harrison. So, to lock in that yeah um, but i think the chargers I, have options i think too like uh you know with the chargers like potentially trading down and wanting to collect more picks that's definitely something that For i sure. can see but like you could you could also make that case tennessee taking malik neighbors uh to jump new york yep exactly mm. yeah and mm. I, I think there was something really interesting that i heard scott pioli say on the believe charger show is that the believe in chargers with money, Matt money, Smith and Lorenzo Neal was that, you know, maybe Joe Alt is the number one graded prospect tackle wise in this draft, but he might not be the right guy for the chargers in the scheme offense that they want to run. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if they like Fashanu or one of the other guys better um, moving back a couple of picks, even if it's just one, right? Like when it comes down to draft day and they get more draft capital, it's well worth it for a chargers team that yeah. is way, way, way over the cap. So, yeah, 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 they're gonna need to to fill um, needs not in free agency. They're gonna try to draft as many players as possible and try to do what Detroit did last season and hit on their draft picks. Mm. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, so I am up right with the Giants at six. Yep, you are. I will. Uh, I will take the aforementioned Malik Neighbors. We're gonna bring an LSU receiver back to New York. Uh, hey. Hopefully, he is the reincarnation of Odell Beckham Jr. pre-injury. And he gives Daniel Jones one last shot at having a true quote unquote wide receiver one on their team. And, you know, you trust that Evan Neal can slot in at right tackle and be productive there, even though I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of question marks around him, but you've got a strong left tackle and and you see what you have with that offense. Um, but that's a risky pick, right? If I'm Dable <laughs> and I'm Shane, especially if I'm Brian Dable and I'm a bit on the hot seat here, cause New York sports, it's New York football giants. Like you better win, you better win quick. Uh, yep. it's a bit dicey of a pick, but I like neighbors. I think he's incredibly talented. Nice. Uh, Nick, back to you with your chargers. 
Now I'm tempted here um, because I imagine the way that it, it would have shaken out that we would have been able to get Joe Alt, but now it's not possible. Um, yeah, there's still options, and I and I know that Fashano is another option, but I think I'm going to play it safe and go with the wide receiver Roman Dunze. Um, you know they did draft a wide receiver last year, and I know it's a head scratcher, but there's a lot of rumblings that they're cutting Mike Williams. You know, coming off the ACL tear, and of course he's due a lot of money this year. Big, big cap hits, so take that off your books is big. Keenan Allen's getting a little bit older, and I really like them building off what they've got with Josh Palmer and Keenan Allen and then trying to get the young guy in there. And then maybe if they get lucky, QJ figures it out, and they've got a four-horse monster. Mm, yeah, four-headed monster. The old four-horseman. That's, that's, uh, that's a solid pick. I mean, they – so many holes on that roster as well. I'm I'm sure Harbaugh is going to be bringing in a, a completely different look, but yep. you can't go wrong. They need talent at the pass catcher positions, whether it's tight end, uh, wide receiver, or running back. And right. Odunze, by Mike Williams. Thanks. Odunze is going to be healthy. He's going to be a baller day one. Yep. Love the pick. 100%. Mm-hmm. Really nice one. Um, I'm up with the Falcons. I did, as Toss alluded to at the beginning of the show, we are not math majors, and I had a 50-50 ball with with Patrick where he could have ended up with the Broncos. So just so a heads up, when it comes back around, I'll take the Vikings pick. Patrick, you jump into the Broncos pick, and then we'll restart with Nick with the Raiders over there. Again, he's not good at math. Okay, so I'm up with the Falcons. They have a new regime, Raheem Morris coming in, defensive-minded guy. I believe they're going to go, whether it be Russell Wilson, whether it be Kirk Cousins, whether they trade back in at the end of the first round for Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. I don't think they go and reach for J.J. McCarthy right here, who also has rumblings of jumping into the top 10, uh, top 15 of the first round. I think they go play it safe with the safest edge here. Uh, with Verse is good, Latu's good, but Dallas Turner from Alabama to me is the safest edge, and I think that's what Atlanta goes with at the 10th had- spot. You had the po- like you had that. the 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 chance to do something really crazy that every. I, I mean, you, if you were to double st- like we do it in fantasy all the time, <laughs> the, double, the double the double stack of the tight ends with Kyle Pitts and Brock I Towers thought about it. Just, I mean, Arthur, <laughs> Arthur Smith would have done it. You know, Arthur Smith would have been like, ah, Brock. he would have ran to the podium with Brock. Well, Bauer a little tight end jet sweep, maybe. <laughs> oh know, yeah, man. he would. Yeah, Gronk Hernandez 2.0, but the the good version (laughs) Uh, where no one dies. Okay, uh, Nick, you're back up with the Bears. Yeah, I think uh, this model kind of worked last year for the Texans, taking uh, a guy on each side of the ball um, Mm -hmm. early in the top 10 in the draft with going with CJ Stroud and then uh, going with Will Anderson. So I'm going to do very something very similar with Caleb Caleb Williams, and then I'm going to take Jared Verse. Nice. Maybe an that. undervalued guy out of Florida State. Florida State obviously not getting enough love this season. Uh, a guy who's probably maybe a bit better than that 16th slot we're seeing over here at PFF. Uh, T-Dot, you have the infamous New York football Jets at 10. Look, we were just talking about the tight end stack, and this team won't have the tight end stack, but I am going to give them Brock Bowers, and maybe it's a little Ooh. bit early for him, depending on who how you're looking at this, but pairing him with Aaron Rodgers, we don't know how much longer the guy's going to play for coming back from a major injury give him as many security blankets as possible give him a guy who can block for Brees hall um and obviously block on the outside if if there's some edge rushers going against you know that that jets shaky offensive line interior linemen obviously they could trade back here but uh 
tight end position, pass catcher, and a blocker. So you're still getting some of that pass protection for um, for Aaron Rodgers, which I like. Nice. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to recap the top 10 before I jump in for the Vikings pick, and then we continue on. Williams uh, out of USC, first overall to the Bears. Drake May to the Commanders. Jaden Daniels, three QBs in a row to the New England Patriots, third overall. Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Really interesting stuff. He's not hiring an agent. I won't test the combine. That, the latter part, not too surprising. The no agent is uh, pretty ballsy, but I guess his father is also Marvin Harrison. Uh, Nick makes a deal, moves back with the Chargers to seven. The Titans jump up at five, take Joe Alt at a Notre Dame tackle. Malik Neighbors, <laughs> wide receiver, LSU to the G-Men at six. The Chargers now at seven, take Roman Dunze. Washington, excellent receiver who dominated our Texas Longhorns. Edges go back to back. Atlanta takes Dallas Turner from Bama. FSU nabs Jared Verse. And then, um, sorry, the Bears nab uh, Jared Verse out of FSU. And then Brock Bowers, Georgia Bulldogs, uh, 10th overall to the New York football Jets. Really interesting situation for the Vikings. It depends what you think will happen with them. I think Kirko Chains is going to go to Atlanta. I think it's time for them to go get a new quarterback. I don't know what Patrick was planning on doing with the Broncos. I hope this doesn't mess things up too badly. But I think this is where J.J. McCarthy, national champion, goes in Minnesota, 11th overall. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Love exactly. it. Every, everything you wanted and more. Hey, good thing it's a mock draft and you're not like in the war room. <laughs> Fantastic. They took our quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I like that pick. Uh, I, I, think mm-hmm. it's, I, I think it's one that is a necessity, you know, mm-hmm. Uh if they're they've been trying to get a get a different guy under center for the last two years apparently um yeah trying to trade up for anthony richardson last year and then saying you know they're not going to give kirk a guaranteed contract i think the writing's on the wall man and, and if they don't move up i was expecting the trade up into the into the fifth spot in all honesty from either atlanta oh. or minnesota so him getting to 11 shocking shocking to me wow Okay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I, that's you, think a, you think he's a top five pick? I think he's. I think he's a top five pick in the sense of teams are going to panic. Right. Uh, teams are going to feel the pressure. Yeah, uh, what's going to happen? Who's going to trade up? <laughs> Let's. You know, we got to go get our guy. If this, if next year's class is half as good as this one's, we're going to have to go up and get a guy. And we're and and it's interesting. And no offense to the to Broncos country here, but. The Vikings, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Saints, they're like all teams. The Saints, I, I shouldn't include the Saints there because they do a cool. good job of drafting typically. But those yeah. three teams, like they're hungry for wins. They're hungry for playoff wins. They're in the right position where they won't have to give up the entire farm to get up there, but they're still still going to have to give up a lot of draft capital, and they might do it. And then, you know, those teams that stand pat and they wait in that 15 to 22 spot and even further down – they're just licking their chops because these incredibly graded prospects who aren't quarterbacks just keep falling down the board and you just pick up the quote unquote scraps that actually end up in, you know, all pro pro bowl type players. So, yeah, I think you're right in the sense that all four of these teams are very similar. You look at the number one need for all four of these right here. It's QB, right? They all have really passionate fan bases and they've got really good pieces on both sides of the ball. And I feel like there are a few pieces away from, putting it together i mean the raiders sometimes find a way to sabotage themselves off the field and just within you know the raiders fashion but then the day like yes i believe that these teams are are like right at the doorstep i mean minnesota's been at the top of that division for the last few years you know we thought that things were looking up with the broncos when they brought in russ and sean payton 
and then we've we've definitely heard some flashes of greatness from <laughs> from the, the Raiders when you know Pierce came in, and then you got the Saints, you know. So at the end of the day, I think that they're all in a very similar position, and this draft could look a lot differently. And I doubt that these four teams pick in this order, honestly. Yeah, um, I, I like the last thing you said. I think it's pretty wise. I don't know. I I would be shocked and with you if all four of these teams are eleven through fourteen here. I think. They're all a bit, if we're just talking about these four squads before we let you go, Patrick, um, get the draft going. I think they're all in a bit of different places. Like the Broncos and the Raiders, you know, they at least have a couple guys in the roster, in my opinion, at least defensive stars. Like PS2 is a defensive star. Max Crosby yeah. is a defensive star. I think the Saints are aging in weird ways. I don't know if Carr was the right move. I don't know if they have the right head coach. Um, so that worries me a little bit. And then I think on the Viking situation, like things can go either way for them. If they get younger with JJ McCarthy and they spend the money the right way and they keep Daniel Hunter and they get other pieces in free agency and then let Kirk walk and save that cash, they do have the right head coach. They have been at the top of the division, like you're saying. So they could be back. But things can, re I think things for the Vikings and Saints can ironically sway a lot more than the Broncos and the Raiders, who currently maybe seem in a bit more turmoil. That's my, my two cents on the, could the, on the interesting could, four. Could the Vikings move into the top three? If they trade JJ, sure. Oh, they. Oh, whoa! I don't think they trade Jettas. I don't. I don't think they do. That. I mean, I've been seeing rumors all all off season long that he's on the trade market. I I think it would depend on what their plan is to do at quarterback. If they're like, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're we're going to draft a quarterback in this class, uh, or we're gonna bring back Kirk. I think he stays. But if their plan is like, oh, we'll just wait and see. You know, we'll see how the board falls. He, I could see him demanding a trade, but I don't think that's at the top of their priority list. Or do you want to pay yeah. him? Right. That's the other thing. Do you want to pay the guy? Maybe. They're just in a tricky – like, Hawk, yeah, you got to pay him. But Hawkinson yeah, pay him. wearing the ACL is such a tricky – they're just like in such a tricky spot in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's a really interesting franchise. Um, All right. Without further ado, we, the we Broncos vamped. man yeah, himself. We, we vamped right there. Patrick, you yeah. better make the right pick here, dude. We gave you some time. Well, here, it, here's the thing, because the Broncos aren't going to be making this pick because as soon as J.J. McCarthy went off the board, Sean Payton threw his – clipping uh, his clipboard into the wall shattered all over the place and he's currently swearing up and down at russell wilson uh yeah no we're trading back with uh cincinnati cincinnati now has Ooh. the 12th pick cool um all right i don't know who patch we'll let you make both picks since you did it deal how about deal. that so here's the how thing um cincinnati brock bowers off the board uh that probably would have been an awesome pick for them but this this is going to be my little hot pick for this draft. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Taliese Fuaga, the tackle from Oregon State, going to uh, Cincinnati. Offensive line it has been a constant issue. They got a little bit better this last season, but I think this is a guy that can come in. He's young. He's nasty. You can you can play him inside. You can play him outside. You can play him on the left side or the right side. Uh, Fashanu is probably the popular pick here, but man, Fuaga has been catching a lot of steam lately and he is just nasty in the run game. And in the AFC North, you got to have the nasty run game. So Fuaga is going to go to the Bengals. Nice. Like it a lot. Uh, Nick, you're back up with the Raiders at 13. Yeah. I think the Raiders uh, kind of in somewhat of a way panic as well and go yeah, ahead and it. just take Bo Nix. Thank um, you. You know, I think that they're not the best at drafting, and this 
this could be boomer we're looking at it and we're saying oh here's another situation where you know a guy took brock osweiler too earlier tim tebow too earlier you know uh, ej Manuel too early and this could be the case i'm still not bought in and sold on bo nicks i mean he played great at oregon but people still don't forget that he like was pretty mid at auburn so yeah, yeah he, he very mid well. at auburn he he got better. I think part of it, you know, growth as a as a person, growth as a player, um, completely different off, you know, completely different offensive schemes. But uh, I, as a Duck fan myself, when Bo Nix signed with Oregon, uh, I I swore to myself that if he did, I would uh, cry tears for about <laughs> a year straight, and I did. And you know what? I came away pleasantly surprised. I think Bo did a lot of growing in his <laughs> at Oregon. Um, but man, like this would be such a Raiders pick, especially yeah. here. 100%. It's I, also I didn't know hard, you were like, going with those tears. It's hard to <laughs> Well, you know, Oregon. there was another thing I was going to say, but that probably wouldn't be uh, very friendly. So it, it's really uh, hard to fail at Oregon, in my opinion, as a quarterback. I mean, that's why you see Dylan oh, Gabriel yeah. going there and. Uh, is, it, is it Dante Ward, right from UCLA, or what's his, uh, what's his name? Dante Moore. Dante, yeah, Dante he was Moore, originally yeah. originally a duck commit, and then decommitted, went to UCLA, and now he's back. So right, mm-hmm. and and planning to sit behind Dylan Gabriel for a year, basically. So we'll I mean, the, the, we'll really, th- I mean, I think well, Dylan's well, starting. Well, yeah, Dylan's going to start. How long he's going to be the starter is the question. True, he's a good but quarterback, man. Regardless, yeah, I feel like I feel fine. like those guys know that like they make quarterbacks look really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd agree that they do. I think it's a hilarious preface of the Raiders pick bad. So here's Bo Nix, though. Uh, <laughs> Toss, you're up with the Saints. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, you can see the needs right there. Um, I thought about this wouldn't be getting cute, um, but you know, bringing a guy that before his injuries was mocked as a top seven player in this draft in regards to prospect rankings with, with Latu from UCLA as an edge rusher to be kind of like the new face of their okay. defense going forward would be interesting. And maybe I'll do it. Oh, did you just take that for the, okay. That's what they're doing. Oh, then? sorry. I thought, I thought you were, I thought you were seemed like you were doing that. I like the pick. I was like, I was jazzed about it, but I, I thought it's not, who who I was, it's, it's not who I was going to take, but I was, it was one of my options who I considered. And and sometimes you, you, you're talking too long on the phone to the commissioner and he doesn't hear you. Right. And you get, you get lots of instead of the guy that you wanted to take. And that's the way who are you going to, who are you going to take? Doesn't matter. Don't say it now. Doesn't Don't matter. say it now. Don't, um, Don't say it now. I think the culture in an interesting position, they kind of obviously want to build around uh, AR. Uh, they, they have downs, they have Pittman jr. Who I think they could tag sign as a free agent. Um, the offensive line is Deese. I think Nate Wiggins is the best corner in this draft, and I think they try to bolster this defense over here. CJ Stroud's over there, obviously, in the division. Trevor Lawrence will love us a lot of good young corner, quarterbacks, so they go with a young cornerback in Mr. Nate Wiggins and help the defensive backfield. Uh, Water Falcons, you're out, Patrick. Oh, man. Uh, <clears throat> well, new, new DC, uh, or sorry, new head coach in Seattle. For the first time in God knows how long, um, look, this isn't. This is going to be an interesting transition for this team. Uh, I think defensively, Mike McDonald's going to do a lot of things differently, and a lot of these players mm-hmm. aren't going to match the scheme. Um, and this is going to be this is going to be a tough one. 
We're going to give them Byron Murphy uh, from Texas. I think they, they, they got Draymond Jones last year, but a couple of those guys on that interior are aging out. You bring in some fresh blood. This guy's going to be a freak at the combine. Can't wait to watch him. I think he's going to be a massive upgrade in the middle. Yeah. Well, and you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to sign Leonard Williams, right? You can let him walk boom. If, yep. if you want and spend that exactly. money there. Yeah. I yeah. Like it. It's a good, really good point. And we're all Longhorns, So you're not going to get any argument uh, over here from us. I'm up with the Jags. Uh, not a sexy pick, but a pick of need. Nonetheless, Jackson powers, Johnson, your guy out of Oregon, Patrick center. Uh, you got to help protect Trevor Lawrence, the future, the, 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 the long haired, sorry, I did. I, I don't know. I'm just playing the games. <laughs> Is that you're going to the Broncos? <laughs> every, every pick. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm not trying to cuck you, dude. I didn't think you were going there. My bad. But that's who I think the Jags uh, take uh, a little cucking season for our guest of the guest of the show. Um, you're back up, though, dude. The 18th pick. Go Broncos. Oh, okay. So uh, this is kind of a dream scenario, honestly, for Denver. You know, you trade down. You don't get your quarterback. Um, Garrett Bowles is uh, in the last year of his contract. To be honest, he's not really well liked in the locker room. Um, he's got a lot of trade value right now. So I could see them kind of, you know, trying to get as much as they can out of him. Center was also a position of need. Uh, Jackson Power Johnson was the guy that we were targeting there. But because we're going to be trading Garrett Bowles and we need a fresh left tackle, boy, howdy, Olu Fashanu from Penn State. Come on down. You are the newest Denver Broncos left tackle. Yeah. Love to love to see. I think the last time they had a tackle on his mission was like Ryan Clady or something, right? Yeah, Ryan Clady. Uh man. And and I think he was drafted in a very similar draft slot, if I'm not mistaken. So I think he was like an 18th. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean Payton, very good historical offensive line drafter, trade down get one of the better offensive linemen in this class at the 18th slot. I'll take that. Nice. Uh, Nick, you're back up. We'll go to you, man. The Rams. Yeah. I think if Fashanu was there, I would have taken him um, fallen this deep, but Talking this makes me want to trade again. So I'm going to trade this pick to the Packers who are at 25. Okay. <clears throat> Boom. Nick. You want to make that pick too? You're going to make that pick, man. Uh, they're going to go with Quinion Mitchell. The cornerback at Toledo. Um, they could have taken Cooper uh, DeJohn here, but I feel like people are really high on him. I mean, he's a really good, good prospect, but I think we all know why everyone's really high on him. <clears throat> not going to say it. Do I need to say it? He's well, <laughs> I, come on. He's, he's not going to be bro. there this week, right? Isn't that true? He's not an Indian. Uh, he, he's, okay. he's interviewing, but he's not testing. But he's not testing. So that, right. I mean, feasibly, yeah. that could knock him down a peg or two but, uh, I, but I feel like uh Mitchell um you know is a guy that I, I think isn't getting enough love just because he goes to a smaller school and he's gonna test out of the roof I and mean, he already has been in his pro days and everything like that I think his athleticism is there and you know the Packers have always built their their organizations on their secondary and they're just gonna continue to do that and mm -hmm. I don't know if the, are they bringing back Jair Alexander Jair? is that for sure I don't I hope know they are. I hope I hope they are because that coin toss thing was epic. Oh my god. <laughs> he got suspended for a game because he's like, yeah, he just, just elected himself as the captain and messed up the coin toss. That's that was funny. like the low key funniest moment of the season. So hilarious. Uh toss your Steelers. Yeah, uh 
I don't know about you guys, but I think that any of the top five corners in this draft, if they're not going in the top seven, to me, I'm going to be hard pressed to not say it's a good pick because they're, they're so talented. Um, and I'm locked in on all three of them right now for the Steelers, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to pass on DeGene again, and I'm going to take Terry and Arnold who there we go. in the, the Crimson Tide backfield has shown the most progression. And I think if you put him in that Steelers system, he can really become a star and flourish. Um, so I'm excited about that pick. Great pick. Great pick. It's a good pick. Um, I, oh no, you're up, uh, Patrick with the dot with the fins. Ooh. Okay. So dolphins have uh, dolphins are cutting a lot of people here. Uh, so it kind of makes it tough for me to decide. And then with all the trade rumors of Jalen Waddle, which I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, but the one thing remains true. They need offensive line so bad. So, so bad. And here's where we're going to go. Uh, this guy is, can play either tackle. Uh, he can play guard. He could, he could even play center for you. And the biggest part, he already blocked for a left-handed quarterback. Do you know where we're going here? Troy Fatanu from Washington. You're a Miami Dolphin. He can, they can slide him in at guard. They can slide him in at tackle. Um, but they need to protect Tua a little bit more, and he's going to be better in that run game. I think it's going to be a really, really good pick for them. Uh, was going back and forth between Latham, Mims, and Fautanu, but I think that Fautanu, at the end of the day, probably fits a little bit more of what they can do, especially with the lefty under center. Yeah. Like um, I think it's a really interesting position for the Eagles. It's We all know they need defensive backfield help desperately. So I'm probably going to go Cooper DeGene here, but I do think J.C. Latham's a really interesting pick with the age of Lane Johnson getting up there, and you can bring him in as your swing tackle right now, let him groom and grow. And I'm talking myself into it, so I actually think I'm gonna balk at what I initially said uh, and 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 uh, go with JC Latham for the Eagles. It's a, it's a good thing you're also Goodell because I would have just locked. In I know, you would have locked me in. I literally <laughs> had that. I was like, good thing I have like the puppet strings. Um, but uh, no like Georgia player it. here. Uh, no Georgia. I know, player. right? I mean, Arius Mims is there. You could go with him. But I also I just I want to comment on your last pick. I think that's a pick that we had in our last mock. I just, it just seems like a perfect marriage. Um, yeah. He was great at Washington. The Washington offensive line was, we saw it firsthand with our Texas Longhorns. Washington offensive line was fantastic. Um, yeah. So I think that was a real, I just wanted to compliment that pick right there. Uh, all right, JC Latham, Eagles. Love it. Okay, Nick, you're up with the Zans. Yeah, I think this team, you know, they're on the up. They really surprised everyone last year. Um, but I think they want to continue to add weapons for CJ Stroud here and oh, Tank Dell going down, you know definitely hurt them a little bit and they still want to probably ease him into coming back into the fold. Um, got some options here, but I'm going to go with Brian Thomas jr. Out of LSU, a uh, big body receiver, um, very similar to Nico Collins on the other side. And I think, you know, it complements that offense pretty well with tank Dell in the slot, man. Yeah. Good great pick. pick. I was thinking Newton here, but that's a good, good pick. Yeah, Newton yeah. could be interesting too, just because you know D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive-minded head coach. But mm-hmm. I think with Strouds, like you just got to capitalize on him being young and keep that you know, that core super young and beat him fast and lethal. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I think it's a great pick. Also it takes takes less pressure <clears throat> takes pressure off of Tank Dell, 
you know, who's a smaller exactly. bodied receiver. And we, and we saw it was a freak injury, but we saw how fragile he can be, unfortunately. And so right. Nico Collins with Brian Thomas Jr. And you move tanked out of the slot. I think you're playing with fire. CJ Stroud could definitely handle that kind of octane in his offense. And it's, it's definitely something they need. Uh, toss great. your Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Cooper, Cooper's just kind of st- still st- staring us you right in Jerry the face. Loves Cooper, uh, you know, Jed. <laughs> Jerry's like, that's my boy. <laughs> Look, we got that's one. Boy boy. Uh, well, Cooper will be available <laughs> for the Rams. <laughs> I am not taking him. Um, I'm. It's just, it's a bit. I might. I honestly kind of want to trade back here. Um, do it, bro. We're two. I'm just eyeing who I would trade back with. So who would be the next team that I would be picking for? Um, whoever you trade here. with. Whoever you trade with. It could be with Buffalo oh, if you want sure. Buffalo to move up. Yeah. What am I getting? Is, what am I getting as the Cowboys in that spot? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's Buffalo's it. Just, just, just a swap. <laughs> Could see Arizona well, we're just doing here. here. Yeah, we're not doing like the whole shebang. Hypothetically, yeah. though, this is a this is a situation where like the the Cowboys the can is- move back, the Bills can move up, and Stephon Diggs could be in play here with more picks going to Buffalo. Yeah, there could also be team moving in from the early second round too. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do the the trade. Um, with the Billies. With the Billies, yeah. With the Billy, the Billy Goat Gruffs. And the Buffalo Bills will be taking. I imagine this guy's also another favorite of Patrick. Patrick, give us your last name so we don't we don't keep Coyote. I feel like Coyote. I feel like we're still Coyote. Coyote. Yeah, Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Troy Franklin from Mm. Oregon as a second Mm. receiver. Let's say that the Bills are keeping Stephon Diggs and bringing Mm. in another weapon for Josh Allen to have at his disposal on the offensive side. Love, love, love. And letting Gavriel Davis well. wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You're up with the Rams, Coyote. Uh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Coop would probably uh, would probably <laughs> be the pick here, but Coop would just eat, dude. That's a great meme. Oh man, um, man. Corners, corner is definitely uh, an area of need, but I think. Ah, Marius Mims is staring me right in the face, and I would be remiss if I did not take uh, Marius Mims if I was the Los Angeles Rams because knitting person looking at you. They they did uh, they did fine this year, but like man, you get a guy who's fresh, who's still young, who's got a lot of growth to do. He's real. He's already fun. Eight hundred snaps. I'll take that. So you just you just. You just passed on the opportunity for every single snap at SoFi Stadium, the crowd to go Coop because they could do it on offense when Cooper Cup's running routes. They could do it on defense when Cooper DeGene I'm is sorry. lining up at corner. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Bucks. They need a corner. <laughs> is there's, a couple, Cooper De- there's a couple of corners staring him in the face. Um, now had they not gone collage of last year, this is uh Jerzon Newton would have jumped off the board, so yeah. I, I don't think they're picking themselves because he's a very talented player. But I think this is one of the guys, these three guys are dropping in our draft, which is pretty reasonable. Um, I think they get help, I, I do think they get some help though. Graham Barton's another guy that could kind of play across the offensive line, uh, in Tampa and they Bay. They do it's need honestly, a center, 
and then and but they need some offensive line help. So I, I think that's where they go, Grand Bar. And they've oh, I feel like the last couple of years they've had guys getting hurt, retiring. It's just been kind of like a turnstile on the interior of the offensive line uh, for the Buccaneers. It's not the sexiest of picks, but that's where they head. Uh, the cards, Nick, you're back up, man. All right, the Cardinals, they're gonna do it here. They're gonna take Cooper DeGene. Hey, uh, they, do, they do need a corner at the end of the day. Like this is a division that has a lot of talented receivers, and you got to play defense. You know, Puka Nakua came out of nowhere, and you know turn a lot of people's heads and i feel like defensive back is going to be a, a premium in that division um not just him but cooper cup and cooper against cooper is going to be an interesting uh matchup twice a year mm, see that will there be you go cool be strong <laughs> uh toss you're up at uh, 28 uh i will take yeah, man it's really hard just to be looking at newton at the top of this board right now and, and not select him um but i think you know what Armstrong was able to do in the middle and you're hoping that Mozzie Smith can develop into something, right? You just, you just drafted an interior defensive lineman last year. I don't have high hopes, but you you can't not have that thought process. So I'm going to pass on Newton. I'm going to take uh, another, we're going to bring another Nittany lion into the Dallas Cowboys defense. I'm going to take chop Robinson and Ooh. we're going to have him as an edge opposite of Micah, but who can also line up as the linebacker position, which we are in dire need of. Um, and just some support there, I think, would be huge for the Dallas Cowboys defense. Wow. Like nice. I like it, it a lot. Uh, Patrick, you're up with the Leones. Well, <clears throat> since Newton has fallen this far, um, it, it only seems right. Illinois has been churning out some really, really great defensive guys uh, these last couple seasons. And Newton... Newton would be a great fit for Dan Campbell um, in that defense. I think uh, you can play him all sorts of alignments across the, the front. Um, and they just, they need a guy that can be electric up front. Aiden Hutchinson is great, but let's get, let's get some more finishes. Let's get some more sacks. I think Newton could be that dude. Pencil him in for the lines. No, we're penning him in, dude. He is locked in. He seems like Boom. a Campbell guy on the interior. D. Jack Hobbs locked in for 20 million rupees. Um, I got the Ravens. Um, Nick said it. Mock drafters love wide receivers, and we love our Texas Longhorns. Duvernay oh. might be on his way out, but we bring another Longhorn in with A.D. Mitchell. I think they got Odell Beckham Jr.'s days are numbered in Baltimore, unfortunately. And I think they get a guy across from Zay Flowers. Uh, and he's a completely different type of receiver, big body guy, great jump ball in the red zone. So they get our boy AD at the 30th spot. Steal alert. Uh, back to the top. Uh, snacks, the Niners, toss the chefs. Uh, we'll do a quick recap of the second half of the draft. And then Patrick, you'll close us out with your two NFL offseason hot takes. Can I just see the board a little bit here? Of course, man. Yeah, Kool Aid. Yeah, I want I, more Wilson. specifically O line, please. Got you. Say less. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Tyler Guyton. I think that's that's an easy safe pick here. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like this off offensive line, you need to be able to keep Rock healthy, and you know they also rely on the run game a lot. And I feel like Guyton's the type of guy who can do it both. You know, good mm. running blocker and good pass blocker, huge body. Um, so yeah, I think that's a safe pick. Yeah, big old boy from Oklahoma at uh, the tackle spot. Something you're familiar with over in San Francisco. Strong pick. Yeah, All right, T Doc, close us out with the Chefs. 
I think this works out really, really well for the Panthers at the top of the second round here because Kool-Aid McKinstry is a first round draft pick and he just didn't get drafted in the first round in our mock. Um, so good for the Panthers. I'm just throwing that out there uh, because I will not be selecting him with a 32nd overall pick. <laughs> Almost did again. What I am going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to just ensure that the chiefs go back to back. Sorry, oh, Patrick. No. I'm going to take Keon Coleman from Florida state. Oh, You're gonna have him on the opposite side of Rashi rice. You're gonna have Keon Coleman and Travis Kelsey. And that offense is going to be severely upgraded um, with a guy who a lot of people think could be the, the fourth, some people think the third best receiver in this class. Wow. Just had to do it. A lot you of receivers had to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ton of receivers. You feel good about yourself, Toss? <laughs> Look, I'm not a Chiefs fan. Good I feel yourself? good. As the Chiefs GM, I feel great about that pick. <laughs> I, 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 I like that pick. I like, I, I do like that pick. The, I mean, I'm mocking receiver to Kansas City every chance I get. I think there's a maybe one time where I'm not, but in that scenario, Chris Jones is not on the team anymore. So, yeah, receiver makes a ton of sense. I think if if Keon falls that far, it's going to be uh, – I mean, I definitely could see him falling that far, but, like, that would be a home run hit. Uh, Troy Franklin, honestly, would be yeah. a home run hit there. And even, I think a lot of people like, probably would have picked McConkey straight up there over Keon Coleman. Which, I was I, I, I was about to say, I was about to say, don't be surprised if McConkey goes thirty second because that seems yeah. like a Chiefs guy to me. So yeah, yeah. so just, uh, quick or uh, X Man too deep ball. I, I've yep. I've had like a weird inkling of Worthy to the Browns. I don't know why. Just like a it. good deep ball guy across from Cooper. Uh, seven receivers in our mock draft in the first round. Eight offensive linemen, five quarterbacks, one. No Michael Penix. No Michael Penix. I don't think he goes. I don't think he goes first. I honestly don't. I think the medicals are going to scare the crap out of teams. I think it's going to be. I I think he's talented, but man, that national championship game kind of. He's a lot smaller than we expected. We saw him down at Radio Row and was shocked how much smaller than than he really was. Yeah. I, one I mean, of our man, four straight season ending injuries. Yeah, Jesus. We had a buddy say that a 80 Mitchell not catching the touchdown at the end of the Texas game cost Michael Penix jr. From being a first round pick. Cause had Michael Penix jr. Ooh. Had the great game against Texas, but lost the last second in Texas goes to the national championship. And he leaves on that note. He's got a better shot at being a first round pick than he does now after playing in the national championship game. I would, I would agree with that. I don't think that's insane at all. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's close this out, man. Give us your two hot takes uh, for the NFL off season. (sighs) Okay. Uh, So here's, here are my two hot takes and both of them are going to be uh, AFC West related. All right. I think we can all agree Russell Wilson is not going to be a Denver Bronco next year. Writing's on the wall. Thanks. See you later. His house is already gone. Okay. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, week one. That's my first hot take. Um, and then my second one, I think the Chargers might have the sneakiest good offseason despite all of their cap issues and stuff. I think they're going to have a really good offseason and they might make the divisional championship. Uh, that's my hot take. That's my take. <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying. Say that. I, it, it really is. But man, like Harbaugh, 
Harbaugh has been so good everywhere that he's gone. Um, seeing what he did in San Francisco, seeing how he, he was able to turn Michigan around. Um, I, I have no doubt in my mind, like this was a team that had talent. They had pieces, but they had a really, really bad coach. Harbaugh is a, is like the perfect home run coach for them. I think Herbert's going to have an amazing year. And depending on certain moves that they make during this off season, I think Bosa is the guy that's gone, not Khalil Mack. Yeah. That's just me personally. Uh, but I think that they are going to have one of the better off seasons. I think they're going to add a lot of great pieces and they're going to be a real, real threat this next season. It's honestly scaring the crap out of me thinking about it. Yeah, a lot of questions what they end up doing because I think Mac's been a guy circulating right now, um, mm-hmm. just kind of in the news with being traded because he's due over fifty million dollars this year, which is yeah, absurd. Yep. But I mean, had seventeen sacks this season. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like he he's the type of guy that's worth it. But moving that money off the books would be huge. Bosa's, yeah. I'd honestly rather move off of Bosa as well. Um, right, he's mm-hmm. a guy who can't stay on the field. Very similar to um, Mike Williams. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, when he's on, he's good. But, you know, we just can't have that uncertainty. Your best ability is availability. And you need a guy out there that's ready to grind every game. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that a lot. And then um, they got some good some some good faith that's already happened. Corey Lindsay, you know, cut down his contract, saving them uh, $10 million. So that's another one right there that helps them a lot. Um, yeah. You know, people are saying he might retire. Um, so, yeah, I, I think whatever they can do to move money around – to help give themselves the best edge possible, they'll figure it out. Um, at the end of the day, you got to keep Herbert happy and you got to come off firing with a brand new staff and a brand new head coach. Saquon yeah, to no. LA is at the top of my like wish list. I'm hearing right Josh there. Jacobs might be a guy that they're more interested in, which honestly, in my opinion, like it's going to be a battle this. between them and we, Denver we, we, for Josh Jacobs. I'm certain, but at the end of the day, yeah. like we've also talked about this so many times that like shelling out money for a running back or going super hard in the draft for a running back, sometimes like it's it's just not it. Like it doesn't work out. Like you look at the guys who have won, you look at the teams that have won the Super Bowl, like they don't have I think we looked at it. There was not a team that's won the Super Bowl that has a running back that's making over like two million dollars a year right I, I agree with that but you also had a team in the super bowl that was their offense was defined by how well they ran the football too right with the 49ers and no they didn't win Both but it was ran the, the ball really well certainly and i think for the chargers it's just about getting there right like you just want to yeah. you want to get to the divisional round that's a success yeah. year one right yep. you get there okay maybe not next year we need to get further than that but i i like if jacobs is is cheaper right Man. and you still think he can be just as effective in that offense like I don't see why he's maybe not even the better pick then between the two guys. I don't think yeah. he's as dynamic as Saquon Barkley just as a runner or it's as a pass though. catcher, but he is, he is healthy. It, he's yeah. gotten a little bumped up and bruised, but not, but not as severe injuries. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with so, either of those guys in that chargers offense. I think they'd both be great in, in our mock draft scenario, you get off of Mike Williams. You've got Quentin Johnson on the rookie deal. You cut Keenan Allen, probably, bring him back because he's not going anywhere else. Like, let's be honest, he's going to stay a charger, but his cap, I mean, the cap numbers there. So release him, bring him back. And then you draft Malik neighbors and then you sign like Josh Jacobs. That's a, yeah, it's a great offense. Like that's a yeah. good I think it was I think it was Rome. Yeah. I think oh, I'd Rome. Like Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I like them to bring back Gerald Everett too. I feel like he's the guy that doesn't yeah. have enough love. I mean, he fights really hard for X yards. If not, like Jatavian Sanders, great option in the second or third round as a tight end. There's going to be some good tight ends too. This is going to well, be, could be in a position. Draft, I think you could be, yeah, you could be uh, Sanders is a beast. You could be in a position like the Jags drafted CJ Henderson and turn around and trade in the next year. Like I hate to say it, like they could, you, you're going to get pennies in the dollar, but they could turn, turn around and get a third or fourth round pick for Quentin Johnston. Call it a day. Reuse that. I mean, you that might be like a six round pick, honestly. I <laughs> take Jerry Judy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, he's disappointing. I think that there's no better time for the chargers on the, on the topic of them for the salary cap to increase by $30 million. Like if there was ever a year for it to happen, like this is the year for them and Harbaugh to get in there, they'll they will make the right moves offensively. You are automatically going to be in an infinitely better spot. You lose Kellen Moore, you get Herbert back healthy, and you get Jim Harbaugh. Like those upgrades are you're good for it. That's good for three wins right there. To be honest, if everyone's fully if ever ever everyone's fully cooking. Um. All right, really good stuff, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining us. Quickly tell them where to find you before we let you rock and roll. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Patrick Chioti, C-H-I-O-T-T-I. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the show, Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. Name soon to be changed, probably. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) But be on the the lookout for that. Chris and I are, uh, we've got a whole off-season plan going, so it's going to be great. We're going to be turning out content over on Twitter and on YouTube. It's going to be awesome. Love it, man. Absolute pleasure. We'll be sure to hit you up during the draft and throughout the draft uh, process. It's just a talk and, you know, God willing, maybe our mock draft is the one in a million that gets it right. <laughs> that If it happens, if that happens, you could tell your wife that you're going to Vegas with the boys and she can ask <laughs> questions. <laughs> she can ask questions later. <laughs> I'm heading out. It's done. Thank you, Pat. We did it. Thank you for yeah, thank you for joining us, man. Everyone out there, drag both feet inbound. So we're gonna full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they're free, hit your free throws because they're free. We at you, we love you. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.